Okay, hi everyone. Welcome back to Sister Saints. This is Christine again, and I'm so excited to interview my good friend Brittany. We've been friends forever, like years, years and years. We um went to school together in like in first grade. Mm-hmm. We have been friends since first grade, and so it's just been a few years. <laughs> yeah, because we're really young. We're young. <laughs> but we, so yeah, we went to junior high and high school together, and she is like fabulous. She Thank really you. is. She um, played soccer for BYU, which is super amazing. She um, is super talented <laughs> at that. And I mean everything too. She's also <laughs> like a, she's a singer oh, and a musician stop. and she's a piano player. She teaches piano right now. Mm-hmm. That's like your full-time job. Mm-hmm. And she graduated from BYU a couple of years ago in broadcast journalism and minored in music. Is that yeah. right? Yes. She's so awesome. So she has like... Quite the life Brittany does. Thank um, you. It's been an adventure, you know. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. And then she also, oh, she also served her mission in Quito, Ecuador. <laughs> That's like the whole reason why we're interviewing her today. <laughs> and that, so that was a little while ago, two thousand four to two thousand six is when she was out there. And I, Ecuador is somewhere I want to go so bad. In Spain, then they had like a bunch of the people that I. Um, taught work yeah, from Ecuador. Yeah, a lot of Ecuadorians went that way. Yeah, money. Which we so share awesome. that same. Like, I really would love to go to Spain. So, let's make a deal right now <laughs> that you take me to Spain. I'll take you to Ecuador. <laughs> let's do it. I would love to go there. You would the love it. The people there are so. I mean, the people that I met from Ecuador are so nice. Like, yes. they're the, they got pure hearts. Yeah, they're like. The but best it's also in the world. So cool I mean, and have, Spain too. <laughs> right, we love you, Spain. <laughs> they have the jungle. The Andes Mountains, the coast, and the Galapagos Islands. Holy cow. It was like the coolest mission. And that was all in your mission? The Galapagos Islands were not. (laughs) (laughs) They were in a different mission. But, yeah. I would love to go back and visit. Oh, I want to go. You haven't been back to visit. I have not. And I want to. I I want to. to. I would love to go to Ecuador. I feel like it's like home which is so funny because there's so many people that are like the way they speak about ecuador it's like oh my home my home yeah they always say this ecuador mi país (laughs) which is ecuador my country (laughs) i love it they're so so great it's so it's so awesome so i'm excited to hear Brittany's um stories about her mission and yes and she has some really good ones. I'm She's excited super, to tell. Super spiritual. At, <laughs> she really is. It's so great. I love. Um, oh, thank you. I love the spirit that she brings when she talks about the gospel. I mean, like, and even talking about her mission in general. It's like, it, it's it's almost like a sacred time that we talk about, and mm-hmm. like, and God directs you like so individually. So mm-hmm. it, I love the stories that it's like it like affects you for your whole life. It so really it's does. so great. She has the coolest story to start out with because you lost your journal. Was mm-hmm. it? Let's hear it. I call this the black door story. But first, can I say this has been so fun for me because just like revisiting that time in my life and thinking about all of those experiences has been really cool. So this is a story I call the black door. And what happened was this is my first area that I served in. And... Every missionary has a notebook, and we put in that notebook all of our assignments and names, numbers, phone numbers, right? But what I have in my notebook would be different than what my companion has in her notebook. So if we lost one of those books, we would lose 
some of those contacts and some of those numbers. Some of those people. Yeah, some of those people. Some of those souls. Right. <laughs> right? Okay, like down to the truth. So anyways, it was raining in Ecuador, as it often did. And I, we were waiting for the bus. And I put down my planner to grab my umbrella. And, and then the bus came. And so then I hurried and put, like, put the umbrella down and jumped on the bus. And we went down to the city. So we were up in these like, smaller towns. We went down to the city. We get off the bus. I grab my stuff. And I look at my companion. I'm like, where's my planner? And she's like, I don't know. Like, didn't you have it? And I was like, yeah. And then it dawned on me. I think I put it down as I was getting, like, rushing on the bus. And now, mind you, we really only had money for buses. If you if you got a taxi, it was like a dollar, and that's a lot of money in missionary money. <laughs> it really is, and in South America, right? So that's a lot of money, and so we like me and my companion were like, should we go back and get this notebook? And we're like, okay, let's go try. So we get on a taxi. It costs us a dollar to get up there, a dollar to get back, and it Whoa. is not there. I don't <laughs> oh, know. No. It costs us two dollars, but I'm not kidding. That was a lot of money. That's a lot of money for me now. <laughs> But we go up and down. We do not see it. And I am just like distraught. I'm feeling lost in my missionary life. And so the next morning I was like, you know what? I am going to get up early and I'm going to pray. And I'm going to ask the Lord for help. So I got up extra early and I went down and like out in the living room and laid down a blanket. Like we weren't allowed to, we had to wear sandals whenever we were walking in the apartment. We could never do like their feet on the ground. So I laid down a blanket so that I could kneel down and pray. And I just like said straight up, like, look, Heavenly Father, I know that you're a God of miracles. And I know that you can help me find that planner if you want. (laughs) Right? So like I just was like, here, I'm going to put this in your hands. Like, if you will help us find it, like, I'm going to go out and today and I'm going to trust you and look for you to help us with that. And so we went out to whatever preach <laughs> and we had like an hour where we didn't have any um, appointments. So we decided we were going to knock doors. And me and my companion prayed in the street quickly and I was, and we were like, please guide us, help us. And I opened my eyes and I looked down the street and I see this black door. It's a metal, like they have metal doors. I'm like, I want to go uh, knock on this door. So we will, walk over there, knock on the door, open the door, and this older gentleman greets us, and he's so kind, he's like, hi, and we introduce ourselves, and then there's this teenage boy that, like, peeks behind him, and he's like, hermana Holman, I'm like, yes, he's like, I have your book, and I'm like, oh, the Book of Mormon, he's like, no, I have your book, like, it has, like, names and, like, numbers in it, and I was like, like, jaw-dropped, how did but he know it was you? Because my name was in the notebook. And and then he saw your name on yeah, your missionary on my tag. Pack. Yeah, <laughs> my missionary tag. And so I was like, sort of stunned, but not, right? Because I asked. I'm like, Heavenly Father, like, you've got a miracle. So help us out here. If you want us to, preach, to teach these people. And so he was like, I don't have it here. So he was even just visiting his grandparents. Oh, my gosh. Yes. He was like, I don't live here. What are the chances? I know. <laughs> This is like a miracle. So he said, how about you follow me to my house and then I'll get your notebook. I'm like, great. And maybe we can share a message with your family. He's like, sure. 
So he took us to his house, his beautiful family. I think he had like two sisters and his parents and they gave me the notebook and I was like, just so stunned. But also, of course, because I asked. (laughs) Of course. (laughs) I love hearing that relationship that you have with Heavenly Father. It's like, I feel like it's like really real and raw. It's not, I mean, it's like a father-daughter relationship where you're Mm -hmm. like, hey, hey, I need your help here. Mm -hmm. Like... And, and it's like, okay, if this is your will, I mean, like, I, like, I know I'm not going to, I'm not telling you what to do, Heavenly Father. I'm asking, like, if this is what you want, then like, I, I want it too. Yes. So let's work together on this. Thanks for bringing that up. Cause that's so true too. Right. Is I, I put it in his hands and then I felt like I actually, it like, it's trusted, right? If it's your will, we'll find the planner because there's people we need to teach. And if not then I'm going to trust that we didn't need to find the planner. Right. Right? And And what are the chances? That boy being right there at that time, having it and recognizing that it's so beautiful. It's so And I think we've all had those experiences and, and probably the most beautiful part about it is you feel so seen and so connected to the heavens. Right. Right. Like so seen. I love that. Having that relationship. I think that's so great. How has that influenced you today? I think just what I said, just feeling so, because I had that experience, my trust grew with Heavenly Father, right? Um, I, I came closer to him and felt like he really heard me. And so what's going to happen the next time I have a trial or a situation I don't know what to do? I'm going to go to him, you know, because he proved to be someone I can depend on. Right. And hopefully I'm not for him. So it can, really is... I depend on you, Brittany. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. No, it I It truly is a relationship. Like, I'm building... We're building a relationship with Heavenly Father. And that takes practice and that takes time. Are we spending time with Him? Right? Are we, are we praying? Are we listening and obeying? Are we, yeah, working at that relationship? Well, and I love how President Nelson is constantly teaching us this year. Like, how do you hear him? How do you hear him? So it's not how, like, how Joseph Smith heard him or how, like, President Nelson hears him. Like, how do you hear him? Mm-hmm. And, and, like, your whole, like, how you said, like, I, I feel seen. I, so it's like, there's so many times that we say prayers and it's like, I don't know if it got there. <laughs> like, I don't know why it didn't happen. Like, I don't. I mean, there's lots of reasons, lots of, like, problems in my life, like deaths of loved ones. And yeah. it's like, I don't know why some prayers are answered and some are yes. not. Mm-hmm. But I love that, like, Heavenly Father's like, I can't, I can't give you this. I can give you this. Mm-hmm. Like, I can, I can show you that I'm here this way, even if I can't save that loved one or I can't stop that accident from happening. Like, this is what I can give you. And I love that he teaches us through like through the through the answers I mean through the answers that we want and through the answers that we can't get to Mm -hmm. I I feel like both ways he's constantly teaching us and it's that that relationship it matters so much and we have to keep developing that to be Mm -hmm. able to really understand how we hear him yes and trusting in the bigger picture like (laughs) trusting right that's hard sometimes it's so hard, because especially we don't see the whole picture. We don't 
time. No. We were talking about time. It's like, if we didn't have time, like, I'm like, I wish I had more time or it was too much time. Like I waited too long for this or mm-hmm. like I have a sister-in-law who passed away last year mm-hmm. and she had ALS. I think I told you about her, but she had ALS for 10 years, 10 plus years. And it was like, she had so much time and it was like, she's suffering so long, but at the same time, it's like, she's teaching and loving and Mm -hmm. like contributing in all these different ways instead of like the ways that we think and Mm -hmm. her funeral. I don't know if I talked about this on the podcast before, but her funeral had like, it was like a state conference. She had influenced (laughs) so many people. And I'm like, through her sickness and her heartache and all of these things, she was influencing so many people. And I'm like, how can we say, God, it should be like this and not like this. Like mm-hmm. he has such a better view of why we have to suffer and why, why these needs. Mm-hmm. Anyways. For sure. One thing that he was came to mind too is like, what does it mean to put something in God's hands? Right. What does that mean? And I think it's, like we talked about trust and I was thinking about this earlier today, but it means, I think it means that you're not attached to the outcome, but you're attached to God, right? Oh, I and like trusting that. him. So you put, yeah, when you put your, whatever your problem, right? In his hands or the situation in his hands, you're not attached to the outcome, but you're attached to God. And I was thinking about that. And when I was playing soccer at BYU, we had a sports psychologist. I want you guys to imagine this. We would have a sports psychologist come in we would be in a classroom or whatever, learning about sports psychology, and we would all lay, be laying down on the ground, like, <laughs> listening to Enya. And he's, like, guiding us through this, like, imagery on the soccer field. It was, like, amazing, right? Like, imagine the smell of the grass. The sun is on your skin. Like, we got to put ourselves in this situation, right? But there was one practice that we were taught that I implemented a lot, and it's called surrendering to the moment. And basically what it is is... I would imagine once I cross that, you know, there's a white line that's the sideline. I would cross the sideline onto the field. It was game time. And I'm surrendering to the moment. There's nothing else I can do to prepare. I've, done, I've already done all the practicing I can do, right? There's nothing else, like, I need to learn. There's nothing else. I can't, like, get can't in better back. shape. Right, you <laughs> can't nothing. go back. <laughs> all I can do is surrender to the moment and trust that all that I've done has prepared me. For this moment and in doing that I think it takes away a lot of the fear a lot of the nerves of the game because it's like I'm just here I'm surrendering to the moment I've done all I need to do here we go you know and if you apply that spiritually like what would happen in our lives if we lived that way spiritually I love that I think that's such a great analogy I was actually thinking of that when um it came to Joseph Smith he um I just heard this I guess people, everyone else has heard it. Or maybe I heard it and I forgot. But there's Joseph Smith on his last year trying to go get the gold plates. Then he was told that this is it. Like, he doesn't have another chance. If he can't get it this year, then he's done. And I'm like, whoa. That seems pretty (laughs) harsh. (laughs) I know. And then, so he told that to his mom. And she's like, okay, we all have to pray. Like, we're going to pray all year that he gets it. And he was able to get it. We all know he was able to get it. (laughs) He did. Wait, what? (laughs) That's how we have it. But, um, and he, and it was applied to like, to missionary work. And they're saying there comes a time in like a young adult's life that you just have to commit. Like you just have to. And I was thinking about like, why are missions such a big deal? And I feel like it's that, that whole analogy that you were Mm. saying. And like, it's like you cross that line. It's like, you have to just commit. It's, it's your time. Like it's, it's what you're supposed to do. And I love that God 
I mean, like, he prepares us. He, I mean, like, there's all of the, like, the sports analogy. It's like you were laying there and imagining and working, working out and all of the things. And then it's like, you get to this point and it's like, it's, it's game time. Like, you got to go. And it's the same, like, for all of us. Like, there comes a point where it's like, this is it. We've got to live in this moment. We've got to, we've, this is what we've worked for. Mm-hmm. And isn't it beautiful of all, about the mission is like where you get a, use all the talents, all the skills, all the things that you have like ever learned in your life, you're going to use that. Even if it's simply like creative FHE games. <laughs> I'm not kidding. It was like all the times your family did like all these funny like games, those are usable on the mission. I know. I love, even as you're saying that, then I think you feel really special out there. People are like, I'm so glad you're here. I'm so glad that you, we, I'm so glad we have you. I'm so thankful for you. And it's like, I've never felt more special probably in my whole <laughs> life. Like, we've got a new sister. We finally get and sister. And she does all the games. <laughs> and so, I mean, it's like, it's really like God puts you in these places and it's like, look how much you're needed. Look how much this world needs you or these people need you. And it's like, holy cow, I didn't, I didn't think anyone <laughs> needed me. Yeah. No, I mean, like, I'm sure It's just people. a beautiful time to grow. And it really is. To and use those. All everything the talents. it's like everything all the study all the thoughts all the yep i know i remember Musical i was talents, like all the things like yeah i was always scared i'm like oh i don't play the piano mm-hmm. i don't sing you get out there and it's like any bit you can play on the piano they're like thank helpful. you one 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 of my wards they sang acapella because no one there was oh. no one in the whole ward and i'm like i just remember sitting and crying and being like this is so beautiful <laughs> like it, it's like no one has any musical training and it's just so beautiful these people come together and they just sing their hearts right. out it's uh-huh. it's amazing i love it the missions are so fun um that's such a great story Bernie. There's, um, you. you have another story about when you were being trained, you were learning all the things. Yes. Yeah, so I, when I was first getting into the country, you're a little gun shy to just, number one, feel comfortable to talk to anybody. Number two, you're like, I don't want to speak of this language. <laughs> I'll speak this language, right? And so my, my trainer was encouraging me, Hey, if you ever feel like you want to talk to somebody, go do it. Like, that's okay. I'll just follow you. You know? <laughs> And I want you to do that, like start, you know, reaching out and cause I think you kind of start just like bearing your testimony about the book of Mormon at first, right? They're right. like, okay, you'll do this part. I'll do the rest, but right. let's we'll work you into it. Talking. Yeah. But, um, so we were on the street, I think we were on our way home and just a prayer in my heart was we were walking home. Is there, Heavenly Father, if there's anybody that, you, you know, that we need to share the gospel with and help me to know. And there was a woman that had come down to drop off her garbage on the street. <laughs> and I just thought, talk to that woman. I'm like, okay. So I went over there, introduced ourselves, and we ended up teaching her and her husband. I think she had one or two little kids. And yeah, it was a beautiful experience. We ended up teaching them for a while. And one night she said, you know what is so interesting? I usually don't take the trash out at that time. I wasn't even planning on it, but I thought, I felt like I just needed to take the trash out. And I did, and that's when I met you. And she felt like it was very divinely orchestrated orchestrated for us to meet, which I do too, right? Because it was at that time where I was like, I don't really feel comfortable talking to people. And the thought was, hey, go talk to her. Did she end up getting baptized? 
you know what? I can't remember. <laughs> Do I dare? I know we talked about baptism. I can't remember if we overcame all of, you know, what they were going through, but yeah, just a beautiful family. That's so interesting. And how has that affected you today? Uh, learning how the spirit speaks to me. A lot of times it's your first thoughts, you know, thought, and then you feel, um, and again, just knowing, like I had asked Heavenly Father, hey, if there's anybody that needs to hear the gospel, guide us, let me know. And he did. He's learning that he speaks to me and what that feels like, what that is, right? And I think that's learning the language of the Lord. And and we continue to try to learn how the Lord speaks to us. But yeah. I think that's so interesting. I like I remember being in the MTC a million years ago and I had, I don't know, it was one of the branch president's wives saying about how she listens to the spirit. And I'm like, I hope when I'm that old, then it's easier. <laughs> like she was probably like in her sixties or something, but I'm like, I hope I have it down by then. Mm-hmm. Like I know it, like I'll know. And as I get older, then I think that, um, it maybe is a little bit easier because I'm working on it a lot more. Like, noticing how heavenly father talks to me or noticing my feelings but at the same time i feel like it's like a whole lifetime journey to realize how god is able to or how god speaks to you like Mm -hmm. that whole hashtag Mm -hmm. hear him it's like i really think there's i love listening to the apostles and they'll say things like i feel good about that do you feel good about that during the face-to-faces i'm like they do it too Mm -hmm. (laughs) like i love that it's not like this pow like now I know it's like just these little thoughts, these little yes. promptings and they happen pretty often. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, it's like, if we don't pay attention to them, then, I mean, I don't know if it will happen the next time, but it's a lot less likely to happen when Heavenly Father's like, Hey, I've already told you like 10 times. Yes. I've already tried to try yes. to reach you. And it's important to hear and to obey or listen and obey. Then you're right. I think that opens the door for that to happen more frequently, more often. And I think as missionaries, then it's almost like this whole like virtual life. It doesn't really feel like life. So it, which is weird. (laughs) It does feel like life, but it's just so different. Yeah. And it's like, you can, you recognize these promptings. I mean, it's like, cause that's what you're working for all day. Like you're Mm -hmm. waking up and praying and testimonies and teaching. And then you pray again. And then it's like, oh my gosh, now I got the answer. Oh my gosh. And I feel like it's such a, it's almost like a little blueprint. Like, this is how it will be, but yes. you have to pay attention. Uh-huh. And it's a beautiful time to be able to focus on No distractions. That. Yeah. It's so awesome. I love that it's story. Isn't time. it, again, it's like, what are the chances? Like, what right. are the chances? She was out. And Just at the same time. As the, the same time you're being coached to like, hey, pay attention if there is anyone. And it's like, hey, maybe her. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, I love, I love that story because... Again, it just reminds me that he's in the details, like he's guiding us. And then it confirms, right? What's cool about it though, and everybody, everybody be aware, is we don't always hear the person say, I wasn't planning on coming down and seeing you at the moment, right? We don't always get or that confirmation. Most of the time we won't hear that. Right. Right. But it's like trusting, right, that we are being guided and that we're following him. And I think that was just a, such a tender mercy of reminding me that he's listening and he is guiding me, even though I don't feel like it's this loud voice or it's this super huge miracle, right? 
in the small. It's just the small prompting. Mm-hmm. It's like the small. It's it's so hard to describe, and it's almost like you can't really describe it because it's so individualized. I feel like one of the ways that I keep going back to it, it's almost like he's speaking to your spirit. Yeah. And so it's like, oh, I don't know if I felt it in my mind. I don't know. And so right. then you're trying to like figure out how you're feeling it. But at the same time, it's almost like my spirit is drawn to this. I don't uh-huh. know. Is that so weird? Yes. Oh my gosh. No, it, it's such an adventure to learn that. I remember in college and Sherry Dew came to speak to the athletes, the women athletes. And sorry, she came to be way you speak to the women athletes there. And she was like, if you don't know how the spirit speaks to you, pray and ask, how does the spirit speak to me? You can ask that. Yeah. Right? So, uh, I mean, don't be discouraged if you feel like you haven't figured it out. It's just take, it's a process and you can definitely ask. But just thinking of Heavenly Father as someone that you, yeah, it's a relationship. It's a, you know, a, a relationship that you can have questions and you can go to him and seek answers. Anyways. Yeah. So that's what that, I feel like that experience taught me. I think that's so great. And that wasn't the first time, right, that happened on my mission so many times. I know. I, th- I mean, that's what, I think it's so great. I love that. And then you have one more story about numbers, right? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I want to hear this one. My goals. Uh, so we really try to not feel like people are numbers on the mission, but it is important to have goals and to set, I mean, you know, to set goals and like what we are trying to accomplish in this week and or this month. And so my companion and I had set a certain amount of people that we wanted to teach and it was a pretty high number and we needed seven more and we had like a half hour before we were done (laughs) on a Sunday night. Yeah. (laughs) Like, right. (laughs) The last day. The last And right. Which mind you, everybody, Heavenly Father tends to be a fourth quarter God. <laughs> it comes in right at the last second, which is great. So uh, we had seven more people. We were praying, like, please help us to find, you know, more people to, to teach. And it was the last house we were going to knock on. We're like, okay, well, we've got this much time. If we don't, you know, can't find somebody this time, then we're going to have to start heading back. And open the door, and there are seven people. <laughs> There's like exactly this, which is crazy because what? There's usually not like that many people to teach, right? In, In one, one house. house. Yeah. yeah. So we're like, oh, wait, how many? Seven? <laughs> we might compare to each other, and we're like, oh, hi, my father, you're so funny. <laughs> so, yeah, we taught them beautiful discussion and. We met our goal and I mean, I think the Lord cares. He cares about what we want to accomplish. And obviously we're wanting to share the gospel with as many people as we can while we're dedicating our lives to the Lord. (laughs) And he wanted to help in that. Yeah. in that service. And so it just, it felt so good because it felt like he supported us. Like he wanted us to succeed. He supported us and obviously cared about who we were sharing with. Well, and it's so interesting. I always think of, like coincidences. Like I feel like I talk about this a lot on these podcasts actually, because I feel like so many of these stories, it's like, like we talked about in your first story. It's like, what are the chances? Uh Like, what are the chances over and over again? And I feel like, um, I feel like as I learn more about Heavenly Father, then I, 
I mean, like, I feel like we're part of this, like, huge plan, turns out. <laughs> Interesting. <laughs> the plan of salvation. And, and we keep on saying things like, like, I don't get it, or I don't understand. And then he keeps on, like, hey, this is how I'll show you. This is how. I mean, it's like, because it's like, really, if you didn't get your seven people, it wouldn't be the end of the world. Right. But it was something that was really important to you and your companion. And you'd work really hard all week on that. And mm-hmm. it's like, I'm doing this for the Lord. Like this is, mm-hmm. I'm dedicating this time to him and I'm trying to get these numbers for him. And why is it so hard? And then the very last door on the last night and the last hour, then it's like, here you go, Brittany. <laughs> here's your, here's your house. Here's your apartment. This is what you were asking for. And I love that Heavenly Father's like, this is how I could give it to you. Just wait. I mean, and I, I feel like if it wasn't that last door, then it probably wouldn't have meant that much. And 20 years later, you probably wouldn't be talking about it. Right. But Heavenly Father's like, let me show you. <laughs> it's so amazing. I think it's so great. And then he's like, and tell everybody how awesome I am. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, okay. <laughs> tell everyone how this works. He really does hear us. He really does love us. He really does care about our goals. <laughs> yeah. And, and even if they're, if they kind of seem trivial, you know, it's like if I right. didn't make that seven... That, that big number, I only had seven left, like it, it would be fine. Mm-hmm. But it's important to me. And he's like, I know it's important to you. Here you go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yes. That's so great. And again, just another experience that shapes our relationship. And how has that influenced you after the mission? That story? Yeah. I think, <laughs> so I am, a. I set a lot of goals. <laughs> I still do. And yeah, I think that's probably one of my earliest experiences of realizing, wow, God cares about my goals and he's not just going to be a God in my spiritual life. He will be my God in my business, right? He will be my God in my relationships, in my love life, (laughs) in my family life, um, my hobbies. I think it's important that we include him in all areas of our lives and recognize him I think your God is who you're trying to please right who I like that and so just having him be in all areas of our lives inviting him to be a part of those goals and guiding and directing us in fact recently there's different goals that you can set and there's one type of goal that you can set where you it's so big you have no idea (laughs) how you're going to do it Right? There's some goals where you're like, okay, I need to get this goal. So I know that I need to talk to 10 people a day. Right. right? Or, and so there's a few times I've done that in my life where I've set a goal so big. I have no idea. Like, look, Heavenly Father, I cannot connect the dots on this. I need you to help. This is what I do know. And I'm a singer songwriter. I write music. I sell the TV and film. And my goal was to complete a certain, to sell a certain amount of songs. Well, in order to do that, I need a co-writer who can also record an engineer. And I don't know how to find this person, (laughs) you know, like I just need someone and the Lord has provided, like I have found that relationship and that working relationship. And so again, that was just for me, another evidence, right? That's evidence that God heard me. It was like, I need this. Can you help me find this to accomplish my goal? And so, yeah, I love that that he's there to support us and, the things that are important to us. Well, and I don't think that there, as you're saying that, there's almost, 
sorry. Mm-hmm. I feel like a lot of times we look at things like, oh, spiritual and like, I mean, like our business and they're different, but I, I don't think that's how God sees it. So it's like, if you're down, if like your life is hard in your business or you can't get that person that you need to help you with your songs. And it's like, that drags you down in like all aspects of your life. And so for Heavenly Father to be like, here, let me help you, or let me show you this path. And this is how it can connect. It's like, I, I feel like this is how God will lift us in all like sides of our life. So it's not just like, Oh, at church, this is what I need or at home or my kids are, my kids are different than this. And it's like, no, it's like, this is what makes us whole and God will help us in all aspects. And it won't always be easy and it won't always be like, and here you go. Mm -hmm. But at the same time, it's like little snippets or little bits of help or little promptings here and there will guide you to get that picture whole. Do you know Mm -hmm. what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah. I think that's so great. I, I love these stories. I think they're so wonderful. And I loved what you said about, um, Joseph Smith. Do you remember what you said about him? Was, yeah. So I, my experience on my mission was that every time we shared the first vision, the spirit was there. Every time. And I think it was just, sorry, were you going to say something? So what do you think Kimberly Father was <laughs> teaching you through that every single time that you spoke about Joseph Smith? Truth, right? That the spirit testifies of truth. Um... So probably to it strengthened my testimony, and then it was that important for the people that we were teaching to feel and to know that aspect of our message, right? That I was speaking truth to. So yeah, that was really powerful for me. So I love that about Joseph Smith because I think especially now, um, he... I mean, like, a lot of people say a lot of crappy things about, like, the prophet of this dispensation. And I feel like as, like, time goes on, I love that we have that to pull from. It's like every single time I bore my testimony, every single time we spoke about Mm -hmm. him, then I could feel that so strongly. So 20 years later, when someone says something about him, then it's like, okay, like, you have your ideas, but at the same time, God has, yeah, he's, Mm -hmm. like, witnessed that to me over and over again. Mm -hmm. I love that. Thanks for that reminder. And you know what? It is interesting because life gets, life is life, (laughs) and it gets crazy, (laughs) you know? It's not easy. Yeah, and you will grow in areas spiritually, and there will be times where you question. There might be times where you question. Right? And it sometimes it's, but let's go back to what I do know. Right. I do what know I did the Book feel. of Mormon's true, which if the Book of Mormon's true, Joseph Smith was a prophet. And if he was a prophet, then he restored the church. And every time I bore my testimony about that, the first vision, the spirit was there testifying to. To you. Yes. To me. And to that To other. them. Yeah. Like it, but that message was that important, right? The Lord wanted the spirit to be there. So... I love that. Take boy. I know. Yeah. For real. I feel like that's so important. I think that we should do that all the time. Like, I think it's like pull away all of the fluff and it's mm-hmm. like, what do I know? Mm-hmm. And I love that. I love and that. it's okay to question and it's okay to seek. For sure. It's and just... it's important to seek mm-hmm. and to question. Try it. Totally. But then do it with God in mind. Yeah. Instead of like, I want these answers. It's like, are you really speaking to God? Mm-hmm. 
And really, sometimes he doesn't answer super quickly. Mm-hmm. And it takes a lot of time and work and effort. And then, and then on that last hour, on that last house, then you'll get fourth those seven God. people. <laughs> yeah. That was my institute teacher. I call him the fourth quarter God. <laughs> if you look in the scriptures, you're like, yep. There he is. Second. He there he is. I love that. He's wonderful. He does pull through. Yep. Even if it is in the last yeah. fourth quarter. <laughs> you still win the game. <laughs> Um, so I also, I loved your story about you woke up one morning exhausted. Yes. Do you want to tell that story? I was in the jungle. (laughs) (laughs) The other side of the world. The other side of the world. I woke up one morning and I was like, in my prayers, Heavenly Father, I don't want to do this today. (laughs) (laughs) I'm tired. Yeah. No, exhausted. Like, I am so tired. Like, I don't want to do this today. But I'll tell you what, I'm going to get dressed. I'm going to go out there. <laughs> Will you please give me the desire to do this? So I did. I got dressed. I don't want to do this, but I'm doing it. <laughs> it's called commitment, people. And then, yeah, we go out and we're starting our day and walking. And I just feel this like joy in my heart of like, I do want to do this today. (laughs) Okay. We're in it. You know? But that, it's so important to like move, you know, and do the work and pray if you need help. Pray if you, if you need help to even want to do something, right? I'm reminded of that scripture, like pray, help my unbelief. Is that the scripture? Am I doing this wrong? No, but yeah. Right? Like, anyways. I love that. Sometimes I'm like, Sometimes I'll pray and I'll be like, and Heavenly Father, um, help me to know that you're answering me. <laughs> yeah, or I've said this prayer. Can you talk louder? <laughs> I know. Can you speak louder? Because I'm I not hearing you. I do that too. I'm not hearing you. I know. I'm like, I, it's got to be like, so I notice it. Because uh-huh. it's like, I might be. I love but, that. But it, I really feel like he'll answer you in the way that you need. And so it's like... You're like, no, I'm tired and I can't look for it today. Can you just like put it in front of my face? <laughs> and I really do think he will. And I love when that happens. It's like, it's like that joy that you were saying. It's like, oh, like, like yeah, oh, yeah, we're good. Let's do this day. <laughs> we keep going now. I love that. It's kind of hard if you're not feeling it, you know, but I don't know. It's just being committed to what you say you would want to do. And I think also for me, it was so important for me to receive an answer about my mission and prayer about, you know, like, is this the right thing for me? And at the time I was at BYU, I was in the seminary teaching program. I had just done the, was it the 15 day teaching experience? There's like 500 people. They pick like 30. I don't know. I can't remember the norm, the numbers. And they picked me. <laughs> I got done with my 15 day experience and they were like, Hey, so yeah, you can move on to part-time teaching. And I was like, uh, what? <laughs> And the, and the a thing that came out of my mouth was, oh, but I've also been thinking about going on a mission. He's like, okay, I'll give you the weekend to think about it. And I'm like, what? <laughs> okay, I guess I need to decide now if I'm going to be doing this. Prayed and fasted and about going to my mission, and I felt like that's what I needed to do. So I ended up going. And because of that, every time that I was like, oh, I want to Like, should I be here? Oh, no, I know I need, I know I should be here. Right. Because you will have I've been those told questions. that. Yeah. I've been told this. Like, yes. I go back to that. You have, uh-huh, just having that 
testimony that this is where I needed to be was so helpful. Because you will have days where you're like, I don't know about this. <laughs> like, I didn't sign up for this. <laughs> it's a little harder Chicken than I thought. Chicken feet in my soup? No, thank you. <laughs> but, <laughs> yeah, no, it was just like life and... And it gets stuck, so just going back to that, well, I know that this is where I need to be. Well, and you think of that after the mission. It's like, you know what, I don't know. Like, I don't know what I'm supposed to be doing. I don't know where I'm supposed to be going. But it's like, well, yes. if he didn't want me here, he should stop me. (laughs) Right? (laughs) That's how I feel sometimes. Green light, unless I hear otherwise. (laughs) We're headed in this direction. (laughs) No, and I I love that. I mean, like. I love that you get all of these, like, snippets when you're so young. Like, when you're 21, well, now it's even younger, like, 19. Mm -hmm. It's like, but there's, I feel like they really speak to your heart. Yeah, so it's like, you can't, it's so hard to forget those. Mm -hmm. You, And I love that he's like, remember when I told you, Brittany? Remember this? Remember this story and this story and this story? And it's like, oh, yeah. Like, Mm -hmm. he does speak to me often. But I have to, like... I have to remember. Mm-hmm. I think that's so important. Yes. And it's so important to know that, that I've had experiences like that in the last week, in the last <laughs> month, in the last, right? It's not all my spiritual experiences happened on my mission, but this right. is just what we're focusing on today, which I love, <laughs> but it's important to continue. Yeah. And I feel like it's just like such using. a door to like open up to this, like this new spiritual insight. I mean, for me, it was for sure. It's like, yeah. I felt like felt like I had a testimony before I left and I felt like I was prepared. And then at the same time, it's like you cross that line to go on the field and you're like, (sighs) there's no going back now. And I feel like God uses whatever you, you bring Mm -hmm. and he'll like use it and teach you and teach you. And then you come home and then he's like, remember how often I taught you? And like, remember how you handled this situation? And it's like throughout your whole life. And he's like, Remember, yes. remember, remember. And then he's like, remember, you can do hard things. You did that mission thing. You're like, I was tired. <laughs> I can do hard things. It's hard. That was hard. <laughs> and I loved you. And so good. <laughs> and I loved, um, you had, was it a shirt made or a cross stitch made? Oh, I used to always say in my mission, be where you are. Be where you are, right? <laughs> and a reminder of like, look, we only have this time to dedicate to the Lord. So we'll stop worrying about what's happening at home and right other things we're going to be doing. And so let's just be where we are. And one of my mission friends made me, when we got home from our mission, she made me a cross stitch <laughs> of that. Be where you are and hang it on my wall. It's just sweet. I love that. I think that's such a great philosophy. Mm-hmm. Especially now because I feel like, like cell phones and distractions and mm-hmm. it's like... I feel like it's so important because if we really want to communicate with God, then like we really have to be here. Mm-hmm. We can't be like scream it over whatever I'm watching on YouTube or yeah. <laughs> it's like, no, I've got to give him time. time. Yeah. Unplug time. Yeah. Like, I've got to like be here. I've got to be with my family or be in these relationships. I think yeah. that's so great. And then, um, you had a little journal. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I love this one too. This was a great practice. Um, so me and my companion, and I brought it with me, it's called, uh, it's a journal that we kept and it has the words that, yeah, this journal is basically the joys of this mortal existence is what we call it. And you can see, Christine, all these stickers. stickers. Did you have that in Spain? They did have, Ecuador was like a sticker Yes, Ecuador was big for like all these stickers. So I have like Mickey Mouse and like Mickey Mouse soccer and all these other stickers. Oh my gosh, this brings back so many memories. <laughs> This, and so we custom made this journal 
And every day that we saw something that was like brought us joy or reminded us that like there are there is joy in this mortal existence, we would write it down. That's so cute. Which is so cool because I don't know if you've heard the saying like what you focus on expands, right? But if I'm looking for like oh, all these joys and like fun things about I love that living my life so on the daily, my mind keeps searching for those things, right? <laughs> And so we just had so much fun doing this and filling this out and and <laughs> there's just like funny things in here and not necessarily spiritual things, just like <laughs> funny. Oh my gosh. Anyways, that. that's such a I'm cute looking through idea. it right now, but you know, I feel like someone should work at that. Oh my gosh. So the one joys time of this mortal existence. One time I called, we had to have purified water. And so I called to, for them to deliver it and he was like oh yeah las monjitas like the nuns <laughs> so they like thought we were nuns i'm like no but okay yeah yep, yep las monjitas bring it <laughs> yep bring the water here and i wrote that down because i was like that was so funny <laughs> so just like so many fun memories and you know since then i obviously i think you know it's kind of been the popular popular thing but i have a gratitude journal Right. And so then I'll write all the things that I'm grateful for. And I just find that that's what I look for right. daily in my life is like, oh, all these things I have, you know, like this person in my life or warm running water. <laughs> Your mission will do that to you too. Or you're like, I'm just so grateful we have running water. And yeah, or just, you know, hobbies that bring me joy or so it's just fun to be looking out for the things that you do love about your life and the things that you do have. I know. I think especially during missions because you're like pulled away from all these things that you love. And so you have to almost rediscover life. Like, especially if you're with maybe a hard companion or you are without investigators or whatever it is. It's almost like, I, I think I kind of thought that missions would be a little bit easier because I'm like, I'm here on God's errand. He should make this easier. <laughs> Not right. horrible. But like, at the same time, it's make like... cushier, please? <laughs> this one's hard. But I feel like God... I mean, like, it's like when you look back at it, then it, then sometimes I'm like, I don't remember it being hard. And other times I'm like, I only remember it being hard. And it's like, it was definitely... It had its ups and its downs. And I oh, just feel does. like God, like, teaches you through... Yes. It's like, it's almost like he's like, I have a year and a half... I'm going to teach you all the things. It's like a wire, a fire hose of like lessons. Yeah. <laughs> like all day, and every day. On your mission, don't you feel like your highs are higher and your lows were lower? Yes. Like people who are going to be baptized, you're like, yes. <laughs> and people that you thought were going to and then didn't, you were like, oh my God. I know. It's like, my what can I breaking. do? What can I do? And I'm always like, this sounds really bad, but I'm like, hey, Satan's plan doesn't sound that bad. If I could just get all these people baptized, <laughs> we just take away choice. Then. Uh, did you just say that out loud? <laughs> <laughs> that horrible. But I'm like, no. hey, I could see. But at the same time, right, it's like, you care so much. Yeah. Um, it's like, your life would be better. I promise. Like, I don't know. It's so hard. It's yeah, so hard. Like, people choose. And you're only getting like snippets of their lives too. Right. So it's like, you're like, you're there to encourage and you're there to help and you're there to do what you can. And then like, it's really up to the Lord and that person. And that's mm-hmm. all you can do, which is, so which hard. is another, let me put this person in your hands, God. And you just tell me what I think I do right to help. Right. Cause you do carry the weight of that. I do remember feeling really like responsible for everyone's salvation. Right. And if I did not say the right thing, <laughs> if I did not talk to the right person, you know what I mean? Feeling like I'm going to be accountable for all this. 
and that's heavy and being so young but really realizing like it's a it's the family business and I'm helping (laughs) (laughs) you know I like that we're gonna put this in your see and I don't think I ever felt like that I remember my brother saying he was like he was like if I didn't speak to everyone on the bus then like I felt like I was yeah and I was like Eh, I just felt like I, I mean, like, whoever I'd sit by, or I would try. Yes, no, I think that's perfect. But I, and I don't know why I didn't feel like the weight of the world was on me, but I'm like, hey, I'm just going to do what I can. Yeah. Maybe I, I don't know. No, so I, I think felt really perfect. bad hearing my brother say that. And I'm like, I'm like, yeah, because they do kind of say that to you in the MTC. Like, this could be their only chance. But mm-hmm. at the same time, it's like, you're going to walk down the hall. You can't stop every <laughs> right. single person walking down the hall. Like, you just do what you can. <laughs> yes, yes. No, and I think that is definitely the healthy. I had to come around to like, okay, yeah. You know, it's, it's not, not your fault. My, it's not <laughs> it's just family my business. Right. <laughs> just doing my part in family business. I love that. Thanks, Brittany. Then um, I want to hear your biggest takeaway from oh, all of it. My biggest takeaway, if anything, I was converted on my mission. I was one that was converted. And... Another takeaway would be learning how the Spirit speaks to me and knowing that God is real and that He's there. So how do you feel like you were converted on your mission? Through all those experiences like we talked about when I was bearing my testimony uh, or when I was talking about the first vision, feeling the Spirit, and my experience time and time again. I always felt the Spirit when we shared that, you know. So for me that was like, I can't deny that that's the spirit speaking truth right um and how much i was reading the scriptures and falling in love with them memorizing them sharing them right i was converted to the scriptures i was converted to the prophet at the time was a president hinkley and yeah i love that i think that's so great <laughs> is there anything else i need to share about that yeah, just converted as a whole. And and that's basically a testimony is like this is your experience with it. You have to try it out. You have to practice that way of living or practice that commandment and see what happens in your life. I agree. I think that's so great. I think that sometimes we're like, show me without doing anything. And it's like, that's not the way the Lord works. Mm. And so I think with missions especially, then I think God's like, like I said, it's like I have this year and a half like, if you're really going to dedicate this time to me, then I'm really going to show you how it... And it's, like, the highs and the lows and all the things. And I feel like there's so much... I think it's so interesting because even... I have so many friends that have, um, like, that I served with that aren't members of our church anymore. And they're very vocal about not being members of the church. But at the same time, they're like, I will never deny what I felt out there. I will never... And it's like, I feel like God's like, okay, right... Like, everyone's going to go through their own path in life. And at the mm-hmm. same time, like, he's like, I'm going to use that year, that year and a half, and I'm going to teach you. I'm going to mm-hmm. teach you all the things that, I mean, yes. not all the things. But. And what a beautiful gift, because, and not to toot your own horn at all, but I think you think, oh, I'm going to be the gift. <laughs> right? I'm going to bring this message. I'm, I'm going to give you, right? And how, how much everybody gave to me. And how much I was fed and was converted. 
I love that, Brittany. I want to leave it right there. I think that was so perfect. Thank you so much, Brittany, for for, having me. for interviewing today. That was yes. so fun, and I totally felt the spirit so strong. Thank you. Thank you.